and welcome back finally to the fast break podcast blaze review halftime hoops and this time it's a three-man game man i'm tyree i'm here with cantley and evan man how y'all doing y'all glad to be back it's it's good and we should have we should have named this a three-man weave that's what we should have named this that would be a clean name. I ain't going to lie. I know. I thought about that. We said it. I was like, three man, we would have been nice. Yes, sir. I mean, well, let's go ahead and get into the news, man. Even though the offseason is, you know, pretty much, you know, down, we're just waiting for training camp. There's still been some news going around, some signings happening here and there. And the Brooklyn Nets uh, started today. They signed Paul Millsap um, from the Denver Nuggets, essentially a trade between them because uh, Jeff Green left and went to the Nuggets and they get Paul Millsap back. So, Caitlin, go ahead and tell me, how do you think this move, along with also retaining LaMarcus Aldridge potentially, how does that help the Nets' chances of winning the championship this season? Yeah, so, I mean, it was tough because, like I told you, I, I didn't I didn't see it so earlier um, today with the whole Paul Millsap thing. But, uh, I, I see, I don't know how I feel about Paul Millsap. I feel like when the game kind of went towards, like, small ball, like, power forwards like him kind of became, like, obsolete. Um, but I think he still is a guy who gets like 12, 15 points a game. So, I mean, I think, I think he'll be valuable in some form or fashion, but as far as being like the guy that puts them like into the next level, like kind of, we talked about last year, who, who's going to be the guy. I don't think he's it, but I think he's definitely going to be valuable for him. Okay. Yeah. I can see it more like, I feel like he's going to fill in that Jeff Green role a little bit. Evan, what do you think about this signing? Um, I agree with Ken Lee about the fact that I don't think he's, you know, the player that's going to take the Nets to the next level. But I think it's just crazy to see how many players like the Nets are signing, you know, with Aldridge maybe coming back and Patty Mills a few weeks ago. And then Paul Millsap, like, Nets bench is, is really strong. Like, it would be a shame if they, like, maybe don't win the championship or they don't reach the final because, like, the number of players they have, like not counting Arden, uh, Durant, and Irving, like without those three boys, boys, sorry, they already have, I think, uh, a, a good team, you know, like Pony Mills, Millsap, and all those guys. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool as the, the, the number of players they, they are signing and trading. So, um, I'm excited to see what the next gonna give you next season. You guys wanna guess how many all star appearances the Nets roster has in total? Oh. oh, so if we if I had to guess total between so all all the players combined on the Nets, all of them, I th- uh, I'd I'd say it's at, at least thirty two or thirty three, maybe. You're very close. You I'm gonna very close. I'm gonna say thirty four. <laughs> it's like I believe it's forty five or forty six. I seen that oh, earlier man. on Twitter. Do you guys know how much? But do you guys know how many of the Lakers have? This current Lakers roster. Is it more or less? It's more. Uh, I'm going to say 55. Okay. What's your guess, Evan? Uh, yeah, something something around 50 or 60, maybe. 59 all-star oh, appearances. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> right. That's, oh, I mean, I know these teams, like, they got a lot of vets, but I, I feel like as NBA fans, it would be very disappointing if we don't see them match up in the finals. I know, but I did want to ask you guys this too. What what your thoughts are on this? So they got Lamarcus Aldridge again. You have Paul Millsap again. They're kind of on the back end of their careers as well. Why is it that we don't hear the same narrative we heard about the Lakers being old, whatever? Why don't we hear that about Brooklyn? Or do you think we're going to start to hear it since these two things just happened today? Because 
I think I think that people hate so much the Lakers. So you know they're trying to find excuses and bad takes for the Lakers. Uh, maybe if the Nets become a super team for many years, they're gonna start hating the Nets. But for now, it's not the case. So yeah, I think that this is the difference for why people are treating Lakers and Nets differently. Okay. I say it's a double standard for both teams. Like with the Lakers, if they if they lose, it's like oh they're a retirement home. But if they win, oh they're a su- they're a super team. And then with yeah. the Nets, when the Nets sign people, it's like oh Blake Griffin's washed. And then when he starts hooping, they're like the Nets need all this help. Blah blah blah. And they're probably saying the same thing about Paul Millsap about Aldridge. Like these guys are washed. But if they start hooping, then they're gonna be like man the Nets are stacked. Uh, it's just people they have to find a way to to degrade greatness. That's that's all it is. Who okay? So I'm gonna ask the the big three debate for these two teams. I feel like if you took Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis against James Harden, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, I feel like that big three debate can kind of be up in the air. But who do you think has more depth now, though? I think I think the Nets have more depth for considering how top heavy they are. Yeah, because we've never seen I was having this conversation with my dad. Like, I don't think we've ever seen a, a big three that can really just score the ball at will. Like, it's <laughs> like like right. the Warriors, the Warriors big three was great, but they were, you know, kind of different. These are three of the best isolation scores that the game has ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Now you you add like like you said, a Patty Mills in there who I keep forgetting he signed there. Blake Griffin can still play good basketball. You got Aldridge. You got Millsap. Nick Claxton's a very good young big. They drafted Cam Thomas. They drafted Dayron Sharp. Like, they did a very good job in the draft. This seems pretty deep. It just depends on, you know, how healthy they are. That's really the question with this team, if they can stay healthy. Absolutely. Evan, what do you think? Uh, you know well, you know what? I think I think it's the Lakers regarding the big three because, you know, AD and LeBron, they, they already spent, like, two years together. So they know how to play with each other. And I think, like, personally, I don't think that Westbrook is the kind of guy or player that the Lakers need. I mean, it's a good – it's a good choice, but it wouldn't be my first choice. But I think I think it's going to fit with the Lakers. So with the experience that LeBron and AD have together, because, you know, KD, Harden and Kyrie, they played like, what, one month together? No more, two months. So they don't have that experience of playing together. So this is why my take is on the Lakers, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think your point about LeBron and, you know, Russell Westbrook kind of, both being ball dominant players. That's one that's really interesting me because I'm curious to see is Russell Westbrook going to change his style of play? Like is LeBron going to be more off the ball? Like like what that's going to look like? I think for like the regular season, I think it would be smart for the Lakers. One, for this team to be successful, Anthony Davis has to be an MVP candidate. He has to play at the top of his game. He can't be taking, you know, nights off like he likes to. He needs to really you know, have one of his better seasons, I believe. And I think Westbrook can take a lot of pressure off of LeBron during the regular season. And the good thing about LeBron, he knows how to manage himself. Um, yeah. So he'll, so I'm sure he'll be as healthy as he's been in the last few years. So I don't really think, you know, the play style is going to be too much different. I think it's good that they have another dynamic playmaker on the court because LeBron, I mean, really, he's never played with a dynamic playmaker like Westbrook. I mean, Kyrie Irving is a dynamic guard, dynamic scorer, but Russell Westbrook, even though his playmaking is not um, maybe what 10, 11 assists per game, you know, would typically look like with a real point guard, but he can still play, make, he can still play, make, he can break down the defense and he does a very good job at that. So I think, I think they'll figure it out. I think if there's one person that can, it's, it's LeBron James. 
Yeah, and one of the things I wanted to touch on before we got into our, our main our main topic for today was you remember last year uh, during the finals when we were doing these podcasts, we kind of always talked about how the Bucks needed and sometimes the Suns too needed to get their big three kind of all on the same page. It was like two would have a good game, one wouldn't. It would kind of always rotate. I feel like the Lakers, if AD is healthy, LeBron manages himself and Russell Westbrook can kind of, you know, find his way in there. I think they're a team that could like always have their big three on. Like they're potentially like every single night they could always be on. And I think whoever you have out there with the second unit, that's going to be an interesting thing too. So, I mean, I just think there's so many combinations that they can do with those three guys. Yeah, the good thing is, like, none of those guys are one-trick ponies. Like, they can all affect the game in so many ways. So, even if it is a bad night, you know, LeBron's going to have, you know, at least eight to ten assists, or Westbrook's going to have, like, ten rebounds, ten assists, even if he's not shooting the ball well. And Anthony Davis is a defensive player of the year candidate. So, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, but I can't wait to see. And I think think what's interesting with those big three is that you got, like, the big three of the Nets, who's mainly based on scoring and outside, you know, threats. And then you got the Lakers, so you got AD, who's a threat inside, LeBron, who's physical, Westbrook, who likes, obviously, to go inside better than outside. So it's really a different philosophy of players with the the two big three. So, yeah, it's going to be, like, totally different from a team to another. And, yeah, I'm I'm really hyped to see, like, what those teams going to – how they're going to play on the court, especially Westbrook. I'm really waiting to see how he's going to be with Lakers because he had a good season with the Wizards after a bad season with the Rockets. So I think he's back, and it's it will be interesting to see him as Laker with LeBron and AD. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if we're staying on topic of point guards and Russell Westbrook, um, I'm going to let you guys start because I feel like I have the best list here. I feel like I have the that best was- list. That was an amazing transition. I got to give you some credit. That was a great transition. Hey, uh, but Evan, you said you said you had honorable mentions, didn't you? So, you know, you can go ahead and start with that. So, yeah, my honorable mentions for uh, the point guard this season will be uh, Kate Cunningham. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, Kemba Walker, because he had, a, you know, I had a tough season with the Celtics, but I'm, I want him to be to have a good season. I, I like this player. Uh, Drew Holiday, of course, uh, he's not in my, on my top 10. He could have been on my top 10, but, we you know, with the season he had with the Bucks, obviously we're waiting for him. Uh, Kyle Lowry also, not on my top 10, but honorable mention. He's a good and important element for the Raptors. Raptors, sorry. And then, yeah, Mike Conley, not in my top 10 too. Could have been in top 10, of course. Uh, experienced point guard. He had a good season with the Jazz. Uh, he's going to be important for Utah this season again, so... These are my honorable mention. Plenty of point guards can put in this mention, of course, but he's only five. I had some honorable mentions for you, too. I only had four, though. I had four as well. You had four. I'm going to let you give your four first. <laughs> All right. Um, I also had Mike Conley, uh, all-star Mike Conley. Shout out to my guy. And Kyle Lowry, too. Kyle Lowry is still an exceptional player. It's just I think the 10 guys I have ahead of him are better. And I had LaMelo Ball because I think he's going to take a big step forward this season. So he's on my honorable mentions. I don't got Kimba. I don't got uh, Lonzo on there, but I do got LaMelo and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is honorable mention. He's not oh, in my I, top 10. Oh. I, I, ben, ben Simmons is not even on my list because uh, – depend, depend, no, it's not – I like Ben Simmons, but depending on the team where he'll be traded, yeah. he might not play as a point guard, but a power forward. <laughs> That's so that's point. the reason he's not. Yeah, that's the reason he's not. At least, but talking about Lamelo Ball, 
he's on my top 10, so I'm not, I'm not saying which spot it is, but... Hey, man, you don't got to spoil that for us, man. We're, we're going to get to it. <laughs> it's actually funny because I put... To, to spoil my list real quick, I did put Ben Simmons in my top 10, but I was thinking, I was like, do I want to flip him out with one of my honorable mentions? Because if he does go somewhere else, like I know you brought Minnesota up before Golden State's been a thought, uh, Brooklyn's been a thought. So I'm like, you know, I think there's so many other places where he can go like retool his play style. And like, that would, that would be interesting. But I did have him in my 10 though. So who else was your honorable mentions? Game? My other honorable mention. So we had two of the same. Lamelo Ball was one. Kyle Lowry was the other one. Uh, if if they come back healthy, these two, Malcolm Brogdon and D'Angelo Russell, were in my. I thought. Yeah. I thought about Brogdon. He he always he starts the season out like all star. Like he looks like yeah. an amazing guard. Then he kind of fills it out a little bit. But exactly. Yeah. I, th- I feel like if Indy had him last year, they weren't they wouldn't be in the play in. I don't think. I think they'd be like a very like lower end of the six, but I don't, I don't think they would have been in that plan though last year. I agree. So you guys just want to start, like we each, you know, give our, our number 10 and we just talk about, you know, whoever we have. Yeah. I thought we could do like number one for each one and then number two and number three, you know? Oh, I feel like we should start from 10 to build this. Yeah. We'll start at 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I mean, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Say your name and uh, why you got him at ten. I have Drew Holiday at number ten because I, I think I think outside of Ben Simmons, I think he's probably the best two way. But you know what? Scratch that. I I put Ben Simmons below. I put Ben Simmons <laughs> at number ten just because I think Drew Holiday is better offensively right now. Ben Simmons is a great playmaker, but I think Drew scores a little bit better. They're both great defensive players, but. I think if I'm going to build around one of them right now at this moment, I'd probably pick Drew Holiday. I'll take. Build around Drew. Drew Holiday is like 31 years old. He is like 31 years old. Mm, well, I also have Drew Holiday at number 10. Okay. Uh, NBA, NBA champion Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, even in the games in the postseason, he, he had a terrible offensive postseason. Like, if you look at it, you know, mm-hmm. in full, he had a terrible postseason offensively. But his impact was always there on the defensive side. We've seen what he was doing to D-Book, to Chris Paul in the NBA Finals. Um, you never seen Chris Paul turn the ball over like that, and that's a product of Drew Holiday. And his playmaking has improved really each season. And I think, you know, you could easily switch him, Ben Simmons, but Drew Holiday is a champion, so I'm yeah. going to have him there, number 10. Okay, there you go. So my number 10 is D'Angelo Russell. Um, I think – I think I think the Wolves. I'm curious to see what the Wolves are gonna do this season because you know we've been we've been joking at them for seasons because we said that you know they didn't have kind of a project, but now we count on Towns and Anthony Edwards uh, being in his second season and Russell to be the main part for of, for the offense. You know, I think I think he's gonna have a great season because you know last season was. Not bad, but not that good. So, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what the injured also going to do. And, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to have a good season. And or, I think uh, – I'm not saying that the Wolves might make the playoff, but, you know, with the players they have now, maybe – maybe. Or he, he might go to Philly in the Ben Simmons trade. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I have a question for Tyreek, though. This What's is, up? This is, the, this is the throw that's out there real quick. So if we keep the if we keep the play-in games, so we keep we keep ten teams in the postseason. If the Timberwolves do get Ben Simmons and you have Carl Anthony Towns and Ben Simmons for four and five, 
you get D'Lo and Anthony Edwards. Are they are they a play in? Are they play, are they making it? I don't know if you guys watch my videos. I've had a couple talking about Ben Simmons and the Timberwolves. I think that takes them from a team that's a bottom feeder to yeah. a team that's really competing for a playoff spot. I really do. Okay. Because I think that if like I mean hypothetically, if you could even keep D'Angelo Russell, maybe get a third team involved and be able to ship off assets uh, elsewhere. You're looking at D'Lo, Ant Edwards, Simmons, Carthony Towns, and who, whoever the hell you throw at the three or the four. Right. Right? It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, that sounds like a team that can compete for a playoff spot, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going number nine now? Yeah. Uh, so number nine, from who did I was – that, was that Ben Simmons? I had a 10. So Drew Holiday would be my number – Drew Holiday would be, like I said, slightly above. Ben okay. Simmons for me. So, so Ben Simmons is my 10. Drew Holiday is my 9. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know you got something you want to say. I, no, it's, I mean, you already explained why. I think they're very interchangeable. Uh, I'm, I'm just so I'm wondering, I'm so I'm wondering what the rest of your list is looking like. Oh, you're, I think it's decent for the most part. But I want you guys to go ahead and give your 9s. All right. My number 9, we've talked about him a little bit already. It's, it's Russell Westbrook. Um, okay. So, Triple double machine, we know this, but I'm interested to see how he adjusts to the Lakers uh, playing with two other superstar players in LeBron and AD. And I want to see him in a winning situation. So he could be higher, you know, by the time we do this uh, list, you know, next year. But I think right now, number nine is fine. Still a very good all star caliber player, but I think the eight guys I have ahead of him are just better point guards right now. Okay. That's fair. So, what about you? So my number nine is Russell Westbrook, too. Uh, I've talked about him a few minutes ago. Tyreek just talked about him, so nothing to add. Okay. So we're going to eights now? Yes, sir. Yes. Number eight. Eight's my uh, – I have De'Aaron Fox at number eight for me. Um, me too. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. It's just – his situation is just so bad because the, the people around him, I mean, obviously, Sacramento seems cursed. Uh, the, the basketball gods are never in their favor, so – um, I think he's a I think he's a phenomenal player. He he reminds me with his speed, like he, he reminds me a lot more of John Wall than Russell Westbrook. I know people have made the comparisons to him and Westbrook, but he reminds me a lot of John Wall, just the way he goes in mm-hmm. transition. Um, I don't know if it's a Kentucky basketball thing, but yeah, I, I have to have De'Aaron Fox on my number eight. So yeah, I'm, I mean you just talked about him pretty well. He's improved every season, too. Yeah. Um, he can even shoot the three ball a lot better now. So yeah. I think you know. Get some talent around him, man. Get yeah. some talent around him. Get Ben Simmons there. Shit. <laughs> like, I'll take yeah, that too. Those two with your – ooh, that'd be – Yeah. Geez. But, I mean, yeah, I think eight is a good spot. I almost put him another spot higher, but, bro, okay. the, the point guard list is, is tough. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead give your seven – or your eight, uh, my bad. Eight. So, my, my number eight is – and people are going to be angry at me. Uh, my number eight is Kyrie Irving. Uh, so, <laughs> I I've been. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you explain. So I've I've been I've been pretty disappointed by Kyrie in the last three season, uh, especially not counting the Celtics, but this season. I think that among the three stars of the Nets, he's been the one who you know been struggling a lot and. Harden, Harden was a better point guard than Irving this season to me, and you know I think that Kyrie didn't just find the way to fit in this in the net system. Like I was, ta- I was talking about it with a with a friend who's a Nets fan, and I was saying that if you gotta trade one of the three, it will be Kyrie in my mind. 
So that's why he's so low. Um, I hope I hope he's gonna have a good season, but yeah, for the moment, because it disappointed me in the last season and and especially this one, and because I don't feel like he fit, he really fits with his with the Nets since Harden arrived. Uh, that's why he's low in my top ten. But again, we'll so see. you said he was struggling. I believe Kyrie was 50, 40, 90 last season. I, it was it was struggling when I mean my feeling that it was struggling when Harden and KD were playing like when he was alone he was doing his MVP job and the job he needs to do but once you put Harden and KD on the court Kyrie was kind of you know disappearing in my mind so I feel like he kind of shrank a little bit yeah like Harden Harden took so much uh, space in in his nets and. He, I think he was more efficient than Kyrie in my mind when when the three were playing together. So yeah, you know, you know, I just just had a bad feeling about Kyrie did it last season. So again, we'll see. I hope I hope he's gonna have a good season, but for the moment, he's low in my top ten. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad that you're standing your ground on that sake. Yeah. I disagree 100, but I'm glad that you're standing your ground. I think the best argument for Kyrie to be outside the top five is that he's always hurt. Right. I think that's. One of the best arguments, the best ability is availability, and he's not on the court all the time. So, but okay, Kyrie at eight. That's that's a curveball. I did, you got some. You must have some people. I was gonna ask about the rest yeah. of the list. Yeah, I was like, the rest of the list <laughs> is interesting. I can't wait to get to that. But go, go ahead, Canley. I think we're at number seven now. Number seven. I do have Russell Westbrook at number seven for me. Um, just because, like I said, I, I have him slightly above De'Aaron Fox, just because I think he's a better passer. Um, obviously his finishing ability, he's probably the most athletic point guard the NBA has probably ever seen, uh, rebounding and also the way he was able to push Washington into that play in last year, I thought was really impressive. So, um, I've seen people leave Russell Westbrook, like out of the top 10 and I'm like, there's no, there's no way possible. You can leave him out of the top 10. He's out of the top five for me at the moment, but, um, yeah, you got to have him in the mix. So. Yeah, outside of the top ten, that that's foolery right there. That is yeah. my number seven. It this was the the reason I have him higher than the Aaron Fox is because he's he's got a little taste of playoff success. Okay, John Morant is a killer, bro. John Morant, he's my number seven. Okay, <laughs> I mean, bit when this his counting numbers are not amazing. I mean, I believe it's like seventeen points a game or like eighteen. It's something. It's not crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah, but his impact is there. The Memphis Grizzlies have been either one game out of the playoffs or they won the game to get into the playoffs in the last two seasons. And he is the biggest reason why. And especially when you add in the fact that, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. did not play most of last season. This is John Moran's team. He is the engine to this team. And I think, you know, I'm going to say it now. I think he's an all-star next season. I really do. I think he's going to be an all-star next season. And even though I think the Grizzlies took a step back, I'm not going to count them out of the playoffs because they continue to, you know, prove us wrong. I mean, the last two seasons, nobody saw them competing for the playoffs. And, you know, last year they beat Steph and the Warriors to get in there. So, you know, don't doubt the Warriors and John Moran. I think he's going to be an all-star this year. I remember we were texting during that game, too, and we talked about how it just had, like, a March Madness feel to that great Warriors game last year. Yeah, that was a good one. That that game was fun for sure, man. But, yeah. yeah. My my number seven is Jeremy Ryan too. Um, nothing to say different about him. Like Tyreek said, um, I got the same thoughts on him. Um, but uh, the Grizzlies, uh, it's kind of a mystery this season with the trades they made. You know, uh, I think yeah. it was a mistake to trade uh, 
Jonas Valanciunas, uh, I think it was a mistake to trade a lot of people. I, I don't understand what the Glaciers are, are, are doing. Uh, maybe you guys have a clue, but you know, I'm kind of lost. I don't understand the project here. So maybe, maybe jump because of that, maybe Jamaran will have a more a, a great individual season. But I don't think the Grizzlies can make the same season they made last year. Definitely. My, my only thought could be like they're trying to stick with their timeline, like because John Morant's only like 21, 22. Jaron Jackson's not that old either. I think they think like this is the duo, like Jaron Jackson and John Morant's going to be the duo. But Jaron got to stay on the court, bro. Like yeah. He, yeah. he's amazing when he plays, but he has to stay on the court. Right. No, he does have to stay out there. Absolutely. Like you said, availability is the best ability. So. It is, man. Uh, yeah. So we're going now number sixes. Yes, sir, just outside Josh, the top five. Jaws my number. Jaws my number six. Just for every every reason, basically, you guys just said you guys kind of just. I'm gonna repeat all the same stuff you guys said. So, I'm looking. You might not. Actually, we'll we'll get to it when we get there. We'll get to it okay. when we get there. Okay. All right. My number six is probably my favorite player in the league, Chris Paul. Um, heartbroken to see my guy not win a championship this yeah, season, man. but you know his impact was there. The Phoenix Suns went from bottom feeders. I'm not going to say bottom feeders because they made a, a nice push the season prior, but they went from a team that had not been in the postseason for a decade to being in the NBA Finals and being up 2-0. Um, yeah, definitely w- wish I would have seen to get my see my guy win a championship, but uh, his impact was there, and I'm excited to see the Suns this season. I don't think that people should be sleep on them. I think they are still one of the better teams in the league, yeah. and it, it's Chris Paul. Nothing much more needs to be said. Right, exactly. Evan, so, you go ahead with yours. My, my number six is Chris Paul, too. Uh, again, same opinion as Tyreek. Uh, it's amazing to see, like, such an old player not scoring that much anymore. I mean, still bringing, like, 20 or 25 points. But the experience and the IQ he's bringing on the court is just phenomenal. Like, the impact he had, he had on the Suns, uh, he had on the Thunder two years ago is just amazing. Um, he's not higher in my top 10 because I think like my top five is just way over in terms of scoring and 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 capacity because because Chris Paul is, is old now, so you know, but yeah, solid top six. Uh, again, as Tarik said, don't sleep on the Suns, uh, they're going to be strong this year again. So move on Great. to top five. <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, he's number six, but it's like, okay, you're just one spot out of the top five like yeah. you're still elite <laughs> like yeah, yeah. i think people get like so hurt about this and like their favorite players like oh he should be number seven instead of uh number eight like it's, it's just one spot bro it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah again like I, 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 sorry kenley i think i think uh, like my my top five chris paul could have been top five like to me top five or top six doesn't matter so almost the same spot yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with it. I agree. Uh, it's funny because I feel like the NBA kind of uh, kind of pits us against each other with with these type of things. But uh, yeah, so these lists right. really, they don't really mean much. So so we're at number five. We're at number fives now. We gotta we're gonna breeze through these fives real quick. So you want to give our five at once? Uh, no, nah, you can just give it. I, I mean, I think, you know, we don't really have to speak on them too much because they're elite. Like, right. Okay. Okay. I'm so hoping our, I'm hoping our five looks pretty similar. Uh, why well, Trey Young at number five for me? I have Trey Young also. Okay. Okay. Um, my, 
Oh, Jesus. My number five is Lamella Ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, that, that's, that's a hot take. I think, think Lamella Ball had a great season last year. Uh, I think he's going to have a good season again. But my, like, I think, I think he's a solid top five. But my question is, like, we know that when you're starting, like, in professional leagues, whether it's basketball or any sports, um, the second season is always the hardest. Right. Uh, we remember Donovan Mitchell had a great first season, and then on the second one, he was struggling a little bit more. I hope Lamelo not going to have his problem, but maybe, you know, we never know if he has this problem of, of the tough second season. But, yeah, I'm putting so high because – He's just great. I mean, I've watched a bunch of Hornet game last year, and he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I, he definitely up there. I feel like for me, he could definitely have potential to crack that crack that list for me, and whether it be this season or the net or the following season. So for sure, that's bold. Yeah, that's bold. But I, I like it. I like it, man. Um, you know, just give uh, Trey Young. Nothing much needs to be said. He turned me from a a critic into a fan. Um, yeah, he loves he loves the villain role and. This Hawks team is going to be very good. I hope that they don't get the Celtic syndrome where they have success at such a young age. Yeah. And it hinders them. But I think I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be a very good team still. I think so, too. I think so, too. So, so four is who we going with. I'm going with Chris Paul at my number four, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Chris Paul was Chris Paul was four for me just because, I like Evan, you said, the way he's impacted um, the Rockets, the Thunder, uh, Phoenix this year, all the things he was able to do. And his playoff performances were – he. I think this year against Denver, he probably had one of the best playoff performances from a point guard we've ever seen. So – and to do to do it at that age and you're still at this high of a level, um, in my mind, you're, you're still top five. Who was your number six, Canley? I forget. Number six for me was Ja Morant. Okay, okay. Ja. Well, uh, after this, we're going to have to, like – Make a graphic and post it, and let, pe- <laughs> let people decide. Let people decide who has the best list. We can do that. Can <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, we've already talked about my number four, uh, Kyrie. Um, I think the only thing separating him from being higher really is just you know availability. Availability, like I said, but that's the most skilled point guard in the history of basketball. Maybe the most skilled player in the history of basketball. Yeah, um, yeah uh, nothing much more needs to be said. Hopefully, he has a healthy year. And go ahead with your four, Evan. Uh, my number four is Luka Doncic. Uh, just like Simons, uh, maybe he's not totally a point guard. He can play. He can play two or three. But to me, last season he has been more a point guard, and I think it's going to be the same this season. Uh, so yeah, number four. Nothing to say more about Doncic. You know, you know how much people love Doncic, and I'm like, I've talked about him so much during the Olympics preview and and debrief like uh, months ago. So yeah, Doncic is amazing. Could have been a top three, but. Ooh, that's tough. I'm one. Okay, uh, Cantley. I was thinking like, cause I forget you said something earlier, and I was like, I'm wondering who's in your top five because I was thinking you maybe didn't have Luca as a point guard. I did not have Luca as a point guard. I, that's that's what it was. Uh, I did not have Luca as a point guard. Oh man, come on. Okay, well, who's your number three then? Number three for me is Kyrie. Like we said, uh, availability is the best ability. I think the two guys ahead of him do it a little bit better, but uh, yeah, so. Kyrie's at number three for me. You know Luca's the point guard, man. Nobody else handles the ball in Dallas. <laughs> Did it just oh, slip your mind or something? Like <laughs> he slipped my mind partially, but then I thought, like we said, this this list of guards is so like, like Luca. Luca can be a, a a top five in 
point guard list, shooting guard list, small forward list. It's- <laughs> That's facts. Uh, my number three, I don't know if Eva's going to like this. It's Damian Lillard. <sighs> it's Dame. Um, Come on. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Dame. I love Dame. I love the Dame-CJ backcourt, even though that might get broken up soon. But, I mean, nothing really needs to be – Dame is one of the just most gutsiest – uh, cl- most clutch players in the game right now. Um, he's really a humble dude. He's loyal to his organization. No matter what happens, he's going to be loyal to them. <laughs> you got to love Dame. Um, top three, he's been a top three, top two guard, you know, the last few years. And, you know, he's going to have another great season this year, whether it's in Portland or whether it's not. Yeah, I'd love to see him give Chauncey Billups a chance. I would, I would love to see how that whole thing works out. I think they will because I think the, the Larry Nance edition was very good. I think that's an under the radar yeah. move. Yeah, good. And I I think I think they want to keep CJ definitely. Like there, there's no plan of trading him. Uh, I think that you know I'm I'm okay with trading CJ, but I'm also okay with keeping him. Uh, I think I'm I'm curious to see what Chauncey Billups is gonna do with with CJ. I hope he's gonna turn him into. Well, the next level player we want him to be for a few years now, like the all-star level all season during all playoff. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Blazers give this season. It's going to be interesting. Uh, my, uh, yeah, talking about the top 10. So my top three is uh, Trey Young. I think, uh, I mean, I mean, man, he had, he, had, he had such a great season. And the Hawks, the reason why, I mean, I would have put like Doncic on three, but the fact that Doncic can play pretty much everywhere makes me makes me put uh, Trey Young on three. He had such a great season with the Hawks, and this this season I think it's gonna be even better for him. So yeah, top three. Maybe it's uh, it's too high, but for me, he deserved that spot. Okay, I don't really dispute it, man. Shout out Trey Young. <laughs> All right, number, uh, number two. Since- I mean, since we got a timer, man, I'll just go ahead and give your top two, Canley. And- number two for me is going to be Dame. And the number one is – I think number one's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's obvious. <laughs> you want me to put Luca at number one? Um, don't, nah, don't do no, no, no. I'll put Steph Curry. Steph Curry's number one for me. Steph okay. Curry has to be. Um, I, I think him and Dame, obviously, I think they're the best two pure shooting point guards in the league. Um, but, I mean, Steph, we don't even have to talk about – everything he's done so yeah so Damon Steph are my two and my one yeah mine's is Luca at two and then Steph at one Steph is what the second third best point guard all time maybe second like he's he's that guy <laughs> like Steph is that guy um seeing some people saying as far as he's the best but I don't know about all that but oh another episode <laughs> what Steph did last season man he he shut all the doubters up even though they didn't make the postseason he was facing double and triple teams all game all night every single night so Think you know, I'm ha- I'm hoping that you know the Warriors have a good season this year because you know it's fun when the Warriors are playing good basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so my number two is Steph, and my number one is Dame. Oh, I think that's that biased. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I, I okay. think okay. I, I think that deep down I know that Steph should be number one, but you know I can be objective about Dame. I'm a Blazers fan, so I need to put him in number one. <laughs> oh man, Come but on. again. You know, we've been we've been talking about spots for like Chris Paul. You know, Dame number one, Steph number two, or Steph number one, Dame number one. It's roughly the same. Loaded list, loaded list of guys. Well, yeah, the point guard position is tough. It is. It really it is. I think, 
when you get to the like top five, it's kind of easy, but like fitting in the guys under them is it's pretty it's not hard. I mean, it is hard. It is a tough list for sure. Well, all right, fellas, this is the first episode back with the Fast Break Podcast, Blaze Review, Halftime Hoops. Evan, glad you're with us on this round. And uh, next yeah. week, what, is it top 10 shooting guards next week? Yeah, top 10 oh, shooting guards. Luca might be in that list for me, maybe. He might be. He might yeah, be. Yeah, he, he, he's going to have to be since you <laughs> let them off the point guard list. I got to make up for it. I got to make up for it. So, sure. well, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you guys next time.